to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new episode here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via the contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Ah, ah, don't touch that dial. There's excitement galore coming up in the next hour when you'll hear Miss Helfinger say to the police commissioner... Hey. Uh, yes? Get your cotton-picking hands off my typewriter. Oh, sorry. During another exciting episode of Chicken Man... He's everywhere! He's everywhere! The most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. This episode is brought to you by the I Love Old Time Radio Patreon page. Becoming a member on Patreon is the best way to help support I Love Old Time Radio. And if you pledge $6 or more a month, you get access to the Vintage Radio Club, which is an extra podcast a week with some longer productions. This past weekend, it was two stories from the Mercury Theater, Heart of Darkness, an exciting adventure of danger and madness in the Belgian Congo, and Life with Father, a series of well-done vignettes from the famous novel. If you want to hear more and help support I Love Old Time Radio, then visit vintage.iloveoldtimeradio.com. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday, each day with a different theme. Tuesdays, we head to school with our Miss Brooks. So one of the challenges with doing this show is sometimes the file names is not correct. You'll have episodes that are marked for a specific date because they're the same title, uh, because scripts were used multiple times. However, after some detective work, I tracked this down as close as I could get to the correct episode. Now, this actual broadcast may be the episode that originally ran August 21st in 1949, but it was the same script that was used for the second episode, which was aired on September 19th, 1948, and it's called The Conklin's Anniversary at Crystal Lake. Our Miss Brooks, starring Eve Arden. August 12th marked the end of summer school duties for the nation's teachers. Among them, our Miss Brooks, who teaches English at Madison High School. Yes, August is the month when school teachers heed the siren call of travel and see such wonders as the Taj Mahal, the Eiffel Tower, and the Colosseum at Rome. Then they finish their popcorn and leave the newsreel theater. <laughs> Last Friday morning, I left my bedroom and made the long trek to the dinette, where my landlady, Mrs. Davis, greeted me with some breakfast. I hope you enjoy your orange juice better than I did mine, Connie. What was the matter with yours, Mrs. Davis? It was too hard. Guess I didn't take it out of the freezer in time. <laughs> oh. I have a brand new deep freeze, you know. It was a gift. You too? <laughs> My brother Victor sent it over. He's such a dear. But, Connie, 
Why did you have to get up so early today? Summer school's all over with, isn't it? Yes, but I've got an appointment at the hairdresser's. Mm. An appointment at the hairdresser's usually signifies a date with a certain biology teacher. Are you having lunch with Mr. Boynton, Connie? You should be a fortune teller, Mrs. Davis. Oh, that's funny. I just got in a brand new supply of tea leaves. Now you wait right here and I'll brew some. Oh, not now, Mrs. Davis. Walter Denton's due any minute to give me a lift. Oh, is your car in the shop again? Yes, I dented my radiator pretty badly the other day. I got a ticket, too, for passing a car on the left. But that's not illegal, passing a car on the left. It is when the car's approaching you. <laughs> I appreciate this hitch, Walter, and it's a beautiful day for a ride. Yeah, it sure is, Miss Brooks. Uh, notice anything different about the car? The car? Why, yes, the top is down. But, Walter, this wasn't a convertible. It was a club coupe with a hard top. Sure. Well, what did you do? Take the top off? I didn't have to. It fell off. <laughs> the twelve of us went for a ride the other night, and that's when it happened. Twelve? Walter, you shouldn't put twelve people in one car. Oh, they weren't all in the car. Six of them were on top. <laughs> that's why I caved in, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I hope no one was hurt. No. No, fortunately, there were all girls inside, and they're pretty soft. <laughs> got a little annoyed, though. She likes the car better with the top on. Oh, say, that reminds me. I promised to give Harriet a lift downtown also, Miss Brooks. Her dad left the house early this morning, and he's got their car. Uh, do you mind if we pick her up on the way? Not at all, Walter, but please make it snappy. Okay. Uh, she lives right down this block. Is that snappy enough for you? Great. We can pick up my head on the way back. On the porch with her mother. You don't have to come to the door, Walter. I'll be right there. Okay, Harriet. Uh, who's that in the car with you, Walter? Miss Brooks. Who? Miss Brooks! <laughs> That's what we teachers need publicity. Miss <laughs> Brooks, I'd like to talk to you about something. All right, Mrs. Conklin. Hello, Miss Brooks. Hello, Harriet. I'd like to talk to Miss Brooks alone for a minute, Harriet. Okay, Mother. I'll wait for you in the car, Miss Brooks. Well, my dear, I haven't seen you in ever so long. It has been quite a while, Mrs. Conklin, but I've been working pretty hard at school. Yes, I know. So has Mr. Conklin. He's down there now filing some reports on the summer session. That's what I wanted to talk to you about, Miss Brooks. I think a little vacation would do you a lot of good. Yes, I suppose it would. But... As you know, Mr. Conklin and I have a little summer cottage at Crystal Lake. Now, tomorrow, Saturday, is our anniversary, and I'd like to spend it up at the lake. Why don't you join us and help us celebrate... Well, I really don't know, Mrs. Conklin. You see, in a moment of weakness, I promised Mr. Boynton the entire weekend. Well, when did you do that, Miss Brooks? At lunch, in about an hour from now. <laughs> that is, I'm sure he'll accept. Uh, invite me. So much the better. Bring Mr. Boynton along. You know, seeing how happy our married life is might give Mr. Boynton some ideas on the subject. Why, Mrs. Conklin, I don't know what you're driving at. I've seen you look at Mr. Boynton, Miss Brooks. And when one woman sees another woman look at a man the way you look at Mr. Boynton, Miss Brooks, that woman knows that the other woman is thinking thoughts about that man, that a woman has thought about a man since men and women were created. From the picture, little man, you've had a busy woman. 
Now, look, Mrs. Conklin, I am fond of Mr. Boynton, but I don't want people to think that oh, I... Oh, well, they will anyway, Chasing. so you might as well land him. <laughs> I tell you what. You and Mr. Boynton come up to Crystal Lake tomorrow and you can be our house guest over the weekend. We'll surprise Mr. Conklin. Maybe Mr. Conklin doesn't want to be surprised. <laughs> you leave Osgood to me, Miss Brooks. He'll be delighted to see you when I get through with him. I'm... <laughs> Crystal Lake will be extremely conducive to romance. Mrs. Conklin, you just sold me. When I have lunch with Mr. Boynton today, I'll extend to him your very kind invitation to spend the weekend in your trap at Crystal Lake, a cottage. <laughs> Mine. But remember, Miss Brooks, don't breathe a word of this to Mr. Conklin. Don't worry about that. When Mr. Conklin's around, I hardly breathe at all. <laughs> I, uh, I hope you like the idea of lunching in Marty's malt shop, Miss Brooks. We haven't had lunch here since summer school ended. Oh, I love to eat right across the street from school, Mr. Boynton. Of course, I feel a little like a criminal returning to the scene of the crime, but the food's quite good today. Yes, this chili is delicious. Do you always eat chili that way, with mustard and pepper and horseradish? <laughs> yes, uh, I'm afraid I have a cast-iron stomach, Miss Brooks. Really? Who helps you carry it to school? <laughs> well, uh, I've always liked hot dishes, Miss Brooks. I think spicy things enhance a meal tremendously. That goes for life, too, doesn't it, Mr. Boynton? <laughs> what do you mean, Miss Brooks? Mr. Boynton, instead of our usual Saturday date, how would you like to get out of town for the weekend? What? Leave you all alone? I should say not. <laughs> you wouldn't leave me. I'd be with you. <laughs> What a shame. You've got chili all over your tie. I'm wearing a sports shirt. I haven't got a tie. You have now. <laughs> I didn't mean to shock you, Mr. Boynton, but Mrs. Conklin's invited us up to their summer cottage at Crystal Lake because tomorrow's their anniversary and she wants us to help surprise Mr. Conklin. But why you and I, Miss Brooks? Because Mrs. Conklin's noticed how hard I've worked during the summer session and she thought it would be fun for me. Of course, if you don't want to go, I'll tell her I can't go either. That's all right. I don't have to get any rest or relaxation. <laughs> cool mountains. I can have just as good a time right here, just staring into a mirror and watching the melted powder run down my nose. Well, please, Miss Brooks, I wouldn't want to deprive you of any fun, but... Good. What time will you pick me up tomorrow? <laughs> well, all right. I'll call for you at 10 o'clock. Oh, fine. Then we can... Oh, excuse me a moment, Mr. Boynton. Mr. Conklin just sat down at that table by the window. I'd like to talk to him. I thought we were going to surprise him. Oh, I'm not going to mention our coming to Crystal Lake. I just want to sound him out about my chances of heading the English department in the coming semester. The job's open, you know. Yes, I know. Well, I wish you luck, Miss Brooks. Thanks, Mr. Boynton. I'll be back in a minute. Uh, good afternoon, Mr. Conklin. I'll have the businessman's lunch, miss. But I'll do without the soup, and I can do without the potatoes. Mr. Conklin, I'm not your waitress. It's me, Miss Brooks. I can do without you, too. I don't want to disturb you during your lunch, Mr. Conklin, but... Good. Then I'll see you later. I just have one brief question to ask, Mr. Conklin. May I sit down for a moment? I suppose so. Have you had your lunch? Yes, sir, with Mr. Boynton over there. Over where? Oh, over there, yes. Quite an attractive tie he has on. <laughs> Miss Brooks, 
Uh, you and Mr. Boynton see a good deal of each other, don't you? Well, now that summer school's over, we, we do We spend quite a bit see. of time together both in and out of school. People are beginning to talk. What people, Mr. Conklin? Well, members of the school board. You're still being considered as the possible new head of the English department. Oh, that's course, just what I uh, wanted don't to... Don't interrupt, Mr. <laughs> Naturally, my recommendation will carry a lot of weight with the board. But you know how I feel about fraternization among the faculty at Madison, Miss Brooks. And I... Well, it would be different if you were married or even engaged to Mr. Boynton. Then I wouldn't mind so much. Thanks heaps. <laughs> I mean, how can one ever get engaged if one doesn't fraternize with one? Or more than one, if necessary, to find a... <laughs> That is your problem, Miss Brooks. Now, my anniversary is tomorrow, and I'm going to surprise Mrs. Conklin with a little trip to Crystal Lake. We have a cottage there, you know. Yes, I know. Now, if I could feel that your conduct over the weekend was above reproach... Well, I'd enjoy my vacation that much more. Believe me, Mr. Conklin, you won't be hearing a thing about Mr. Boynton and myself. Good. Tell me, Miss Brooks, there's really nothing to your association, is there? Well, Mr. Conklin, I think I can tell you the truth. Yes, Miss Brooks? My association with Mr. Boynton is the biggest nothing you ever saw. <laughs> Saturday morning found the Conklins on the porch of their cottage at Crystal Lake. Let's look in on them as Mr. Conklin sways gently to and fro in the porch hammock. Ah, uh, this is the life, Martha. I'm certainly glad we surprised each other with this little trip. I knew you'd enjoy yourself here, Osgood. Uh, it'll be wonderful to get away from the school for a few days. Not that I don't enjoy working with my teachers. They're a grand group of people. Cooperative, capable... But it'll be such a relief not to have to look at their long faces for a while. Now, dear, you just drop off to sleep, and I'll wake you up in about an hour. Uh, fine, fine. <sighs> I'll get your bag out of the trunk. Don't forget the little bag and bag. Mm-hmm. There we are. I guess it's right up the porch steps, huh? You! Anybody home? Yeah? What is it? Who in the world do you... Miss Brooks, Mr. Boynton, what are you doing here? That's what I like about Crystal Lake, the hospitality. <laughs> oh, oh, it's you, Miss Brooks, and Mr. Boynton. I'm so glad you could come. Martha, did you have... Of course, dear. I asked Miss Brooks and Mr. Boynton to spend the weekend with us. That's one surprise I didn't tell you. Aren't you, Nicole? <laughs> Yes. Act like you're tickled, Osgood, dear. You certainly don't look tickled. Some people tickle easier than others. Well, maybe Mr. Conklin would rather be alone. Oh, nonsense, Mr. Boynton. Osgood and I see as much of each other alone as we want to. We're already married, you know. Yes, I know. Congratulations on your anniversary. Oh, thank you, Mr. Boynton. I always say married life is give and take. Me too. <laughs> if you'd given me a little warning, I wouldn't have let you take me here. Quiet, dear. Now you two must be all hot and sticky from your drive up here. I hope you both have a bathing suit. 
For Mr. Conklin's sake, I hope we each have a bathing suit. Well, now, I'll just show you where to stand. Just follow me, and we'll all get ready for a nice dip. I don't want to go for a dip. Now, dear, we must do the things our guests want to do. Why? Well, as a matter of fact, I'm afraid I don't have a suit with me. I forgot to pack it. Oh, that's all right, Mr. Boynton. I'll fix you up with one of Osgood's. Come along. You can nap a few more minutes, Osgood. I'll take the folks in tow. Yes, yes, do that. <laughs> Sounds like he'd like you to tow us about three miles and then sink us. <laughs> now, you go right in here, Mr. Boynton. You'll find a bathing suit in the bottom drawer of that dress. Oh, thanks, Mrs. Conklin. Now, here's the guest room. You and my daughter, Harriet, are going to share it for the weekend. Now, before I leave you, dear, I want you to know that I planned this weekend for your sake more than anybody's. When Mr. Boynton sees how happy we are, I'm sure he'll start thinking of marriage as the jolly institution it is. Well, what do you say? Are you game? Looks like Mr. Boynton's the game, but it's worth a try. <laughs> you know, I really do like the guy, Mrs. Conklin. I know you do, my dear. Now, one more thing. In addition to our example, I think you should show your domesticity as well. So tonight, I want you to cook the dinner. Me? Definitely. What dish do you prepare best? Soup. <laughs> uh, what, uh, what kind? Campbell's. <laughs> I, uh, I think if you'd cook something yourself, it would make a much better impression on Mr. Boynton. I know. You can barbecue some spare ribs for dinner. Now, get into your suit and I'll see you on the porch. <laughs> Isn't this fun? I, I just feel like it's a, a regular fox hunt. Tally-ho! Tally-ho to you, Mrs. Conklin. And I hope we don't all make a bunch of yoikes out of ourselves. <laughs> Stop rocking the hammock, Martha. I'm getting seasick. Now, remember, Osgood, we've got to make a good impression for Miss Brooks' sake. I don't like it, Martha. I never did believe in this matchmaking business. Besides, I thought we'd be here alone, at least part of the time. Confounded, all this mountain air going to waste. <laughs> it won't go to waste, dear. There's always tonight. Yes. Come here, baby. <laughs> Remember what I used to call you when we were first married? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> call me it again, Martha. All right. <laughs> Sugar cookie. <laughs> Really, your sugar cookies still? Well, your icing's a little whiter. <laughs> but you're still a sugar cookie to Mrs. Conklin, I'm sure. Miss Brooks, where did you... Hello, Miss Brooks. My, what a lovely one-piece bathing suit. Hello there. Everybody all ready? Oh, it's Mr. Fox. Uh, Mr. Boyd. <laughs> well, Mr. Conklin's suit fits you perfectly, Mr. Boynton. Don't you think so, Miss Brooks? Yes, it's very nice, but aren't the sleeves a little wide at the wrist? <laughs> that is one of my older ones, I believe. 
Well, that's quite a suit you have on, Miss Brooks. She made it herself, didn't you, dear? Yes, out of an old stocking and some pen wipers. <laughs> it's certainly revealing. I, I never knew you had a beauty mark there, Miss Brooks. Where? Right below your elbow there. Mr. Boynton, you're staring. Isn't he a naughty Dickens? He's about as naughty as Charles Dickens. <laughs> Let's go down to the lake, shall we, Mr. Boynton? I'll race you to the raft. You're on. Let's go. Here we are. I'll help you up, Miss Brooks. Thank you, Mr. Boynton. Welcome aboard, folks. Oh, hello, Mr. Conklin. We didn't know you were out here. All right, my dear. Uh, Let's let's go take a a boat ride, Miss Brooks. Nonsense. Why should you leave the raft? Why shouldn't they? (laughs) Mr. Boynton. Yes? Last one in is a sugar cookie. How do you like driving a motorboat, Miss Brooks? Oh, it's a lot of fun, Mr. Boynton, but I'm glad nobody's fishing on this lake. This outboard motor's kind of noisy. Oh, I don't think it's so bad. Not so bad. If I was a fish and I heard this thing over my head, I'd go hide in a tree. Uh, I think you'd better turn around now. We're pretty far from the pier. All right. Say, that's funny. This steering wheel seems to be stuck. Oh, here, let me give you a hand. Isn't that a rowboat in that little cove we're heading for? A rowboat? Yes, it is. I'd better cut the motor off. We're heading right for them. Oh. Yeah, the ignition lever is stuck, too. Oh, you've got to do something, Mr. Boynton. We're getting pretty close to that rowboat. Look out! Get out of the way! Quick, Miss Brooks, lie on the bottom of the boat. I can't stop it. Oh! What happened? Did we hit them? No, thank heaven. We, we just missed them. It, it's all right now. I've got everything under control. Oh, well, the least we can do is go back and apologize for scaring them like this. Oh, you're right, Miss Brooks. Here, I'll turn around. We're terribly sorry, folks. Oh, that's all right, Miss Brooks. <laughs> we didn't really want to catch any fish here. It's the Cuckins. Don't worry about the fish, Mr. Conklin. I'm going to barbecue us all some dinner. Are you really, Miss Brooks? What are you going to barbecue? Me. (laughs) I love eating out in the open air. I'm sure the spare ribs Miss Brooks barbecues will be delicious. Don't you think so, Osgood? I think I should have made them my barbecue. enjoy them so much more because Miss Brooks did it. Won't you, Mr. Boynton? Well, yes, Harriet, I suppose Here I... they are, folks. I hope they turned out all right. Oh, I'll bet they're delicious. Might as well taste it. <coughs> what is this, anyway? No good. Tastes like charcoal. Did you do what I told you, dear? Barbecue the ribs slowly with a nice, smooth, glowing bed of coals? Certainly, I had a lovely bed of glowing coals right over the ribs. (laughs) I don't think I'm very hungry. This mountain air sure fills you up. Maybe you ought to stop breathing a while. You don't want to make a pig of yourself. I'm going into the house and cook myself an egg. Oh, wait, dear. I'll fix you something. You can't cook any better than she can. Daddy, well, this is 
It's your anniversary dinner. Yes, dear. Let's be cheerful. Oh, how we dance on the night we were wed. Anniversary, my foot. I'm going inside. We danced and we danced, but she wouldn't drop dead. <laughs> There, dear. Wasn't that a nice snack? And just the two of us alone in the kitchen. Well, it was better than those barbecued rocks. <laughs> Martha, if that poor Mr. Boynton falls for Miss Brooks, now, I think... Now, dear, he... we agreed to forget all about it. Let's go out and sit in the hammock together. The mountain air's still with us, you know. And it's quite dark on the porch. All right, Martha. What's it? What's it? Who's that in the hammer? It's us, Daddy. Us? Harriet and me, Mr. Conkling. Happy anniversary! It's Walter Denton, Daddy. He got here while you were inside. I invited him yesterday to surprise you. This is the last straw. Now, calm down, Osgood. Remember your blood pressure. It gives him kind of a purpley look, doesn't it? I've got to be calm. Let's go for a little stroll, Martha. Maybe we'll run into Mr. Boynton and Miss Brooks somewhere. I doubt it, Mr. Conklin. We're at the other end of the hammock. Oh! <laughs> I'll be all right. I'll be fine. Come, Mother. Let's go into our bedroom and go to sleep. Maybe when I wake up in the morning, this will all be a bad... Oh, we can't go into our bedroom together, Osgood. Now that Walter's here, Harriet and Miss Brooks and I will have to share our room. And you and Walter and Mr. Boynton will have to sleep in the guest room. What? <laughs> now, this is going I'm going to tell you people something. Uh, before you do, Mr. Conklin, I'd like to ask you a question. What is it? How are my chances of being appointed head of the English department? You don't have to answer now. You can think it over and tell me right after I've blown my brains out. <laughs> Conklin finally got Mr. Conklin back to a fairly neutral shade of purple. And acting on her suggestion, I steered Mr. Boynton down to the pier for a little moonlight fishing. Oh, it's wonderful fishing at night, isn't it, Mr. Boynton? Look at that moon. Yes, yeah, some fish bite much more frequently when the moon's out. Let's see, the last time I went fishing at night, I was alone. Except for McDougal, of course, my pet frog. Oh, we've had some great times together. Yes, I know you have, but now it's my turn. That is, if you don't mind, Mr. Boynton. Mind? Come here, baby. Why, Mr. Boynton. Look at the size of this baby I just landed. This trout must be about four pounds. Gosh, Miss Brooks, this is my third fish. You haven't caught a thing tonight, have you? You ain't just beating your gills, frog boy. <laughs> Next week, tune into another Our Miss Brooks show brought to you by Carmelic Soap, Your Beauty Hope, and Luster Cream Shampoo for soft, glamorous, caressable hair. Our Miss Brooks, star starring Arden, is produced produced by Larry Blarry Blarry Bins, written, written and directed with us with us with music by music by. Mr. Boynton is played by Jeff Jefferson by Gail Gordon. Others in the cast were Jane Morgan, Dick Cran 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 McMillan, and Vivi Janice. For Mystery 
live wrinkled with laughs, listen to Mr. and Mrs. North Tuesday evening over most of these same stations. Be with us again next week at the same time for another comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks. Bob Lamont speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting Another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. In our last exciting episode, the white-winged weekend warrior was on his way by bus to Midland City Hall when he was suddenly and angrily attacked by his fellow passengers. At the request of the passengers, the bus driver stopped the bus on the Great Midland City Bridge. And then the fantastic feathered fighter, with the passengers in pursuit, climbed to the top of the steel span, where... Winged warrior, can you hear me? Yes, Commissioner. It's your mother. We've brought her to see you. Fantastic feathered fighter, the white wing oh, warrior, Midland City's rushing answer. What are you doing up there? I'm waiting for the crowd below to disperse, Mother. Why are all those people shouting for you to jump? Because that's what they want me to do. What for? What did you do? They want to see me fly, Mother. Well, that's ridiculous. Well, certainly it is. That's why well, I Well, why don't you fly for the people? Mother. Mother, nothing. Why? Mother, my flying is a sacred and great gift. I cannot sit Oh, and... shut up and fly. Bitten Harbor, you fly right now, or I'll come up there and give you a smack you'll never forget. But I simply... Flap your wings. I'm Now jump. I said jump, Bitten. I'm jumping, I'm jumping. And make like a chicken. Fuck, Well... How can Midland City's crushing answer to lawlessness and or evil refuse to obey his mother? At this moment, as millions of children observe this drama, will the feathered fighter fly? What do you think? Be listening tomorrow for another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. Hi, this is Sarah Spencer of Self Talk Radio Show, and you're listening to I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome back. So here we are introducing two new characters, Martha Conklin, the wife of Osgood, played by Noreen Gamel, and the Conklin's daughter, Harriet, played by Gloria McMillan. The role of Osgood Conklin was played by Gail Gordon, who was born Charles Thomas Aldrich Jr. on February 20th, 1906. His first big break was a recurring role he had on Fibber McGee and Molly. He also played John Granby in the radio series Granby's Green Acres, which later became the basis of the 1960s television series Green Acres, starring Eddie Albert. He played a bank executive Theodore J. Mooney on Lucille Ball's The Lucy Show and played John Wilson, brother to George, on Dennis the Menace after Joseph Kearns died. Oh, and did I mention his mother? His mother was English actress Gloria Gordon, who you would probably know better as Mrs. O'Reilly on My Friend Irma. 
And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and on our host, Anchor.fm. You can listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and to find the best location that suits you. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at I Love or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com or by joining our Vintage Radio Club and get an extra episode a week. Tomorrow we join Detective Danny Clover in Broadway Is My Beat. And join us again next Tuesday for more with our Miss Brooks. For I Love Old Time Radio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off.